New Orleans Saints second year breakout candidate Pete Werner may have an expanded role in 2022 and it may become more evident what that role looks like in the coming days and why Rashad White and James Cook are the best possible fits for the New Orleans Saints if they decide to invest in running back in the draft. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into this Tuesday episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we are free and available on all platforms including on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. USA Today's Saints Wire, Tuesdays on Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. New Orleans Saints invested in a second-round linebacker in last year's NFL draft, Pete Werner out of Ohio State, and he looks to be in for a more expanded and, I'll say, important role in 2022 on a stellar New Orleans Saints defense. And that role may become even more evident here in the next couple of days because the New Orleans Saints have not yet reunited with linebacker Quan Alexander, who became a free agent at the beginning of the new league year. And as much as we love Quan and as much as the fans love Quan and the team loves Quan, right now he's taking a visit with the New York Jets and he hasn't taken any type of visit that we know of so far. Or maybe there's some conversations that might be going on kind of uh, behind closed doors when it comes to him returning to New Orleans, but it doesn't look like currently that is at the forefront of his plans or maybe even the organization's plans. So with that, pairing him up next to Demario Davis was always something that made a ton of sense. We've seen it for the past two years, the energy that Quan Alexander brings, the sideline to sideline speed, the tenacity that he brings, as well as just the relationship that he seems to have with Demario Davis on and off the field. Those things are of value. However, It all depends upon what his asking price is and what his role would be in 2022. Remember, it's not just about, hey, do the Saints not want to pay him? It's about what is his role and how much are the Saints willing to pay for that role? Because it looks like for the New Orleans Saints, that linebacker spot next to Demario Davis may have a new starter there, regardless of whether or not Quan Alexander returns to the New Orleans Saints or goes elsewhere. And that young starter would uh, would be Pete Werner. Pete Werner is somebody that really, really stood out in his first rookie campaign last year, coming in out of Ohio State, having to step into a complete and lone starting role as basically the quarterback of the defense in that week 16 matchup where the Saints were down 20 plus starters due to COVID protocols in the Monday night matchup against the Philadelphia, excuse me, the Miami Dolphins. Um, In that game, he totaled a couple of tackles. He also had two hurries and he had, or excuse me, he had totaled a total of six tackles along with two hurries and uh, made some stops in the run game, a couple of defensive stops as well. Graded out really well in that, uh, in that game, including a 90.2 run defense grade. Uh, per pro football focus, his overall season grade when it comes to run defense was a 91, while he still carried a coverage grade of a respectable 61.8. So you see him as a player that is kind of a uh, jack of all trades, master of none is kind of the way that we uh, evaluated him coming into the NFL last year. But he proved that he could be pretty elite when it came to tackling as well as run defense. How can you have so much confidence in a player that had no sacks, no interceptions, and no passes defended? Well, look at what else he did, right? 
24 run stops in that 2022 campaign, despite the fact that he only played 172 run defense snaps. So he was all over the field there. A missed tackle percentage of only 4.8%, only three missed tackles throughout the season, a total of 45 tackles on top of that. So it's not like he was you know, not getting in the mix, right? He was getting in the mix and he was out there. He also had a total of five pressures throughout the season as well. Beyond that, I think where you might want to see him improve if he is in for that expanded role, as it looks like he will be, uh, is effectively his coverage, right? We mentioned that he had a respectable 61.8 coverage grade per pro football focus, but he allowed 21 catches on 29 targets. That's a 72% completion percentage for 159 yards. And when you're a linebacker, you can give up the yardage. You can give up the catches. The big thing is being able to make tackles at the catch point. And this was somewhere where Pete Werner wasn't necessarily at the top of his game, right? 124 yards after catch out of 159 total yards. It's nearly six uh, yards after catch per catch throughout that 2021 rookie campaign. So certainly a place where you'd like to see him be able to step up there, limit the yards after catch, make tackles at the catch point, which will require him to be a little bit more uh, engaged and a little bit more kind of engaged with his receivers or, or tight end, whoever it is that he's guarding running backs out the backfield in coverage. But that should be something that the New Orleans Saints can certainly work on him with. An 85.3 NFL passer rating when targeted in only one penalty on the year, uh, despite the fact that he played a total of 394 snaps on defense. It's really, really good. So you see him as a disciplined player, a player that can make stops in the in the run game, a player that can make tackles, just needs to improve a little bit in coverage. It's very clear why the Saints, despite the fact that he's not you know, piling up a bunch of those specific stats that you're going to be looking for in his rookie campaign, it's really, really obvious why the Saints see something in him and why it is that he is in line for a much larger role as a breakout candidate in his second year going into the 2022 campaign. We'll see what happens with Quan Alexander. Does he sign with the New York Jets? Does he return to the New Orleans Saints? But either way, it looks like Pete Werner is in for a much larger workload and a, uh, let's just say, a longer list of responsibilities as he starts to pile those on ahead of maybe the part, the departure of Demario Davis in a few years, which might lead to an even more expanded role for Pete Werner. So the journey for Pete Werner starts now, whether Quan Alexander returns or signs elsewhere. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at major prototypes that you need to know about in this year's NFL draft at some key positions, wide receiver, offensive line, cornerback, and linebacker. And then we'll wrap up with a look at a couple of running backs that are the perfect fit for the New Orleans Saints in this year's draft if they decide to invest at that position in the in, with any of their draft selections. We'll get to that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, I'm very excited to tell you about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Their AG1 powder is something I start every morning with. Just a scoop of the powder, about a cup of water, shake it up, drink it. Nice. And that's it. Super easy, super, super um, convenient. And it's not something where you're having like power down multivitamin pills or anything like that. This basically acts as your multivitamin and gives you more than what those multivitamins might give you. So no more of those chewies, the gummies, no more having to choke down those big old pills or anything like that. Just basically enjoy a glass of water in the morning and then you're all set. This helps with everything, right? It has made me a better sleeper. It has helped me in terms of gut health as well, which is kind of this new science thing that we're all sort of figuring out. But Athletic Greens and their AG1 powder are absolutely perfect for you if you're looking for a way to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and doing the best that you can for yourself too in terms of daily nutritional insurance. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And I also want to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, the number one source for all of your betting news, stats, and sports info. They have everything that you need there. I tend to really like, along with Luke Braun, my co-host over at Locked on NFL, live betting, watching trends change and react. You know, if you have a lot of confidence in a team that they might be able to close a gap or come back after a large deficit, live betting gives you the opportunity to be able to maximize those types of things. Tom Brady rushing yards, is he going to end up rushing for positive yards or is he going to kneel out at the end of the game and end up with minus rushing yards? There's so many different things that you can track with all of the live betting. Ton of fun over at BetOnline. .net. Also the greatest place too for all of your latest sports developments, league uh, reviews and news. Also includes this year's basketball playoffs, of course, and the start of the MLB season, which of course you don't want to miss out on. So BetOnline is your continued source for all things sports wagering information from that live betting mechanism that we just talked about to the playoffs, esports, and more. So go ahead and hit up the website today or use your mobile device so that you can learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks, as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to go and check out that Locked on NFL YouTube page. This was the Locked on NFL podcast because we have a ton of NFL draft coverage and content on the uh, really premiering now and then also on the deck coming into next week as well because we're going to have a three-day live event covering the NFL draft all seven rounds with Ryan Tracy, Eric Crocker, Peter Bukowski, myself. We're going to have a ton of our local experts coming in to talk to Kenani as well and have just a ton of fun all throughout everything that we have uh, going on with seven rounds of the NFL draft. So you want to tune in for that. That's going to be live uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of next week over at the Locked On NFL YouTube page. And don't forget to check out the Locked On NFL podcast and the Ultimate uh, NFL Mock Draft 2022 uh, podcast feed for our ultimate mock draft event that's going on right now. All 32 selections plus the first selections for all of those teams that don't select in round one. Ton of stuff there, including Michael Irvin. We've got Mike Dettelier coming through to talk a little bit about the Saints picks, which my first pick is in tomorrow's episode, the Wednesday episode. So make sure you're all caught up so you can see how the board fell before I hit the clock at 16. All right. Speaking of hitting the clock at 16, the Saints, of course, are going to select at 16 and 19 and 49. Three top 50 selections as of right now in this year's NFL draft. And when it comes to those early selections, and I'd even throw in pick 98 uh, in the third round as well, those top 100 selections, prototypes become really, really important. Now, prototypes end up being a piece of what you look for in day three as well, but that becomes more about who's the athlete, right? That can be maybe a special teams guy or something like that, or maybe a late developing type prospect. So you think about Kawan Baker last year, he hit and checked all the marks in terms of the prototypes in terms of size, speed, athleticism, the things that the Saints look for. So I wanted to highlight a couple of different positions so that we can kind of talk through them so that you know what to look for in this year's draft. Now, we've talked about this before with our wide receiver prototype episode. You can go back and find that from a couple of weeks ago. But just to kind of give you the, the sort of spark notes version of it, there are specific thresholds that the Saints have uh, shown that they love, right? That they want to invest in over the course of the past few years, right? So I think you can go back to 2006 is basically when I usually start mine. Things might adjust a little bit 
with Jeff Ireland coming in in 2015. One of the things that adjusts when it comes to wide receiver is that the Saints don't draft a ton. They drafted one in 2017, 2018, and then they skipped the first few rounds of 2019, 20, and 21, despite the fact that those were historic, historic wide receiver classes. And so then they didn't draft another wide receiver since 2018 until last year in the seventh round with Kawan Baker, who checked all the boxes. He's about six foot. He's about 200, uh, 210 pounds. That's about where the Saints and their sort of averages lie. Six foot one and a half is really their threshold there. And then around 207, 208 pounds is their threshold in terms of size. So you can basically say six foot to six foot two, six foot three, and then around, you know, 205 to 210 pounds. That's sort of the sweet spot for them. And they don't usually go for the fastest wide receivers on the board. Now, Kawhi Baker ran a 4.45, which is respectable. Trey Kwan Smith, a 4.49, but Michael Thomas, a 4.57. And really, the only player that they ran that ever came, or that, that the only two players that they drafted that ever came in sub 4.4 were uh, Brandon Cooks, who demolished really all of the prototypes in the first place, and then Kenny Stills, who came in with a 4.38, who hit all of the thresholds, right? 73 inches, uh, 202 pounds. So maybe he was a little bit undersized, but not by a lot. So when you look at what it is that the New Orleans Saints tend to focus on the most, it's not really that they're looking for speed. They're looking for guys that come out of pro-style offenses that are big, that are sizable, and that can uh, run routes. I mean, <laughs> those are the things that they look for, right? They look for those route runner types. Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas, Quan Baker were all good route runners coming out of college, although Michael Thomas got a lot of question marks around route running. He you know, kind of disproved all of those questions or addressed all of those questions especially once he got to the NFL. So when you look at the prototypes in terms of size, it could end up knocking some guys off the board. Technically, Chris Olave would be off the board because he's around, what, 180, 190 pounds? So he comes in too undersized. But does that 4-3 speed end up putting him in a situation or in that 4-3 range, end up putting him in consideration, although he is a little bit undersized? Remember, both Kenny Stills and Brandon Cooks came in undersized in terms of the threshold, but they are also the only two players that the Saints have drafted that ran in the 4-3 sub 4-4 range. So could that mean that a guy like Chris Olave, a guy like Garrett Wilson, even though they're slimmer, they're skinnier, they're smaller, they hit the height threshold, but they don't hit the weight threshold, that they may get a pass going into 2022 and this draft class because of these thresholds. Now, the only players that really live up to these thresholds are Drake London because the 40 time, as we said, kind of doesn't matter. So Drake London could go out there and run like a 4-5-5, 4-5-7 and be fine. He'd be right where Michael Thomas was. Traylon Burks checks all of these boxes as well. And Christian Watson, who is probably going to be more of a second rounder, maybe a late first rounder, depending upon how desperate a team might be for a wide receiver, also checks all those boxes. If George Pickens put on a little bit of weight, he would check these boxes as well. So he would definitely be somebody to watch. And that's the other piece to kind of consider. What's their NFL weight going to be versus what their uh, college weight is going to be? So if they are a little bit undersized in college, is that do they have the frame to be to sort of add on when it comes to the NFL? All right, I said I was going to spark notes it. I did not. Uh, <laughs> but that gives you an idea of what it is that the Saints look for at uh, wide receiver and which wide receivers check those boxes, though we can expect maybe some of the thresholds to shift now that the Sean Payton era is done and now we're into maybe Dennis Allen and Jeff Ireland recalibrating some of these things. Um, offensive line we've talked about as well. The best two fits, Trevor Penning and Bernard Raymond. In terms of the guys that check all of the boxes in terms of the uh, elite agility or great agility, and then also making sure that they are coming in at the right size. So six foot seven, 325 pounds is maybe a little bit over the mark 
when it comes to Trevor Penning. Uh, six foot six, three ten is the average in terms of the last four offensive linemen that the Saints have invested in at offensive tackle. Uh, Andrus Pete, who was drafted as a tackle before being moved to guard, Ryan Ramchek, Rick Leonard. Yes, that happened. And Landon Young. Uh, the other player that matches is Bernard Raymond, who again has that elite athleticism, but also comes in at six foot six, 303 pounds. So he's a little bit below. So which one do you want? Do you want the guy that's a little bit taller and therefore a little bit heavier or a little bit lighter? And you know, something you kind of have somebody that you kind of have to bulk up a little bit, maybe to get to the size that you're really comfortable with over at left tackle or possibly right tackle. If you want to move Ryan Ramchek to the other side, I think Trevor Penning again is my favorite of those two. Just because he has development potential time left. Uh, Bernard Raymond got a late start at offensive tackle, played tight end for two years before converting to tackle just two years ago, and is already 24 years old. So he has the late start and he doesn't have the development potential ahead of him like Trevor Penning does. Again, my favorite prospect out of all of these, though, is Charles Cross. And if the Saints are able to land him, I'd be very excited. He is a little bit under the threshold in terms of height, though, coming in at six foot four. So that's what you're looking at in terms of offensive tackle. Let's talk about cornerback because this is a place where the Saints could really make an adjustment based upon what the wide receivers around the NFC South are looking like nowadays. So when it comes down to um, corner, usually what the Saints look for are three things. Six foot, around 200 pounds, right? So let's call that one thing, right? Those are the measurables, the size, the physical attributes. That's usually what they're looking for there. They're looking for speed and they're looking for scheme versatility, right? They want, and, and along with speed, I guess they want more physical too, right? It, but that comes with the scheme versatility. Let me explain. You can either be Paul Sinadibo, who has good speed, has good size, right? Checks those measurables, but that played in a zone heavy scheme that played a substantial amount of man mixed in at Stanford, or you can be Marshawn Lattimore, who checks the physical attributes, checks the speed box, but has the physicality because he played in a majority man defense that mixed in a substantial amount of zone at Ohio State. So you can have one or the other and you fit sort of what it is that the New Orleans Saints look for. What they want is scheme versatility. doesn't matter which one you sort of major in and then have a minor in the other. As long as you have both of those things, it makes you more appealing. Now, the Saints could potentially lessen the thresholds here a little bit because the physical nature of the wide receivers in the NFC South has changed used to be that you were having to go up against Julio Jones twice a year and you were going up against Mike Evans twice a year. Julio Jones, although a free agent who could potentially return to the NFC South at some point, is currently no longer in the division. You And then you kind of had DJ Moore and outside of that, you've got Mike Evans. So you really only have one of those guys that you have to prepare for now. So do the Saints then adjust their sort of prototype at cornerback based upon what the competition around the rest of the NFC South looks like? I think that depends on where those teams continue to invest in this year's draft. And so we'll see exactly which way that all goes. So that could be one that adjusts a little bit going into 2022. Okay. I want to talk about linebacker up next because Pete Werner is the exact sort of uh, example of a prototypical linebacker. Let's talk about why. And I'm going to tell you why two running backs, Rashad White and James Cook, make the most sense for the New Orleans Saints if they decide to go running back in this year's draft. But before we get to it all, let me tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. Things are getting more and more and more expensive when it comes to car maintenance, even gas prices, even though you know all these other things are kind of coming down, the gas prices are still pretty high. And so you don't want to spend a ton of money when it comes to small repairs, fixes, small parts, pieces, accessories that you might be looking for for your vehicle. So go ahead and save yourself some money. Don't go to those 
chain stores, those brick and mortar stores where they're going to charge you more because you're a do-it-yourselfer and you're not a wholesale buyer. Instead, go to rockauto.com where everyone pays the same price. And sometimes you're paying 30, 50, 70% less than what you're going to pay at those stores anyway. So it helps you save a ton of money. And look, they're a bit of a family business too. They're a family-owned business that's been operating online and helping uh, auto parts customers online for over 20 years now. So it gives you an opportunity to help to support a small family business online without having to leave your home. It's super simple. Just come straight to your door. You cut out the middleman. You cut out all the having to get up and go to the store, all the other stuff. Sometimes you need something for your car that won't allow you to even drive to that store in the first place. Rock Auto will help you out with all that. Go and check them out over at rockauto.com. Don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you right and Locked On in the Hodge Hear About a section. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let's get it, Huda Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our sort of final look at some prototypes here. Uh, linebacker is a prototype for the New Orleans Saints that hasn't really changed much over the years, but has been very, very effective for them, particularly when it comes to the draft and free agency in terms of who fits into what role. You look at Demario Davis as sort of the uh, cornerstone, right, of what a prototypical linebacker looks like for the New Orleans Saints. And you can kind of see it as well in Pete Werner, who comes in at six foot three. 240-ish pounds. You've got a guy like Demario Davis who lines up next to him, who stands at, I want to make sure I get his, uh, <laughs> I want to make sure I get all of his stuff right, but six foot two, 248 pounds. So they're right around the same size and they're right around the same sort of prototypes. So you can see the way that they both fit into what the New Orleans Saints want. Now, Quan Alexander came in under that, right? He was in the 220s, but he was also, you know, six foot one, six foot two. So he had that six foot plus sort of build. But he just came in a little bit slimmer, a little bit more like a weak side linebacker, right? The guy that you would want to go sideline to sideline. So, you know, we talk about Pete Werner being having this more sort of um, uh, larger role in the 2022 defense. Is he going to be able to do the sideline to sideline stuff that Quan Alexander was able to do in coverage? Or do you, or, or do you expect Demario Davis to do that, right? And who's quarterbacking the defense, all those things. So there's like a couple of things to look for, right? That six foot one, six foot two or above size. That 220 to 240 pound size, or let's say 230 to 250 pound size is really where the, the, the kind of meat of their prototype is, even though Quan Alexander came in under that as a free agent. And then you look for somebody that has a lot of mental capacity, a lot of mental capability and great football IQ and understanding of the game because the Saints utilize obviously those linebackers to help to set the front seven and in one of the safeties to help set the secondary. So with that, in terms of the communication that goes on on the field, that was something that they really valued in Pete Werner as well, especially when he got to showcase that in week 16 against the Miami Dolphins. So Demario Davis is going to be your quarterback of the defense for right now, but eventually the idea is probably going to be to transition that to Pete Werner, which means don't be surprised if the Saints go for another young linebacker in this year's class, by the way. I know that it feels like a a position that doesn't need to be addressed, but if they're anticipating Pete Werner moving into sort of that Mike linebacker role, then they're going to need a will linebacker of the future. They're going to need a coverage guy. It's not going to be Zach Bond. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. He's a pass rusher and they need to allow him either to try to find that role somewhere else or figure out a way to utilize him in that role here in New Orleans. But that will linebacker, that coverage guy might be somebody that you can invest in this year with a surprise linebacker selection like Troy Anderson, who is kind of Quan Alexander, in a way, in terms of his speed, his agility, his athleticism, and his size, he makes a lot of sense. So just something to keep an eye out on there. He'll come in a little bit under the threshold, but if Quan Alexander 
has forced the Saints to reconsider their linebacker threshold, Troy Anderson would definitely be a linebacker to watch. They also met with uh, Chad Muma as well, who would fit sort of their usual typical linebacker prototype. Okay, running back. There's two running backs in this year's draft that make the absolute most sense for me if the Saints were to invest in running back. Now, this is another position that feels like, ah, there's not really a reason for them to invest at running back, but there is, right? Um, Tony Jones Jr. had a great week one against the Green Bay Packers. Then the offensive line ended up getting hurt and dealing with those injuries in the offensive line, as well as Tony Jones Jr. dealing with his own injuries. He just never really came to be what it is that the New Orleans Saints kind of expected from him, especially throughout the preseason and that week one matchup. Is that his fault? No, of course not. But if you're looking for a running back that's going to be able to create on his own, as opposed to needing yardage created for him by the offensive line, this draft is a good draft to do it. And there are some guys that sort of match the prototype. Let's look back at the history of running back for the New Orleans Saints since 2015, which is effectively our Mickey Loomis, Jeff Ireland era, which we're going to break down the entirety of in terms of trends and tendencies tomorrow. Uh, Marcus Murphy in 2015, Daniel Lasko in 2016, Alvin Kamara in 2017, Boston Scott in 2018. Four straight years, four straight running backs, no running back since. What did all of these guys have in common? Well, all of them were combined invites with the exception of Boston Scott. Actually, only really none of them went to a senior bowl. So senior bowl wasn't even a part of all this. The size thresholds, the physical measurements are all over the place, right? You've got Boston Scott at five foot six. You've got uh, Marcus Murphy at five foot nine, 198 pounds, but then you've got Alvin Kamara at five foot 11, 214 pounds. So the size prototype isn't really a thing for them when it comes to running back. Uh, arm length, same thing. They're all kind of around 31 inches, 32 inches, not really anything to pull from that. Hand size right around nine inches, not anything really to pull from that. However, here's where things start to get really, really interesting. Here's what the Saints like. Strong, explosive, not a lot of tread on the tires, not a lot of wear and tear, as I call them, the wear and tear thresholds. The average for career carries amongst running backs for the New Orleans Saints that they have drafted since 2015 is 295 career carries, under 300 carries. They've never gone over 348. That was Daniel Lasko. Average 5.9 yards per carry in college, and then also only average about 93 uh, rushing attempts per year, with the most being Alvin Kamara with just 105 per year. So that's a big piece of this all. Who are the running backs in the NFL draft this year that don't have a lot of wear and tear that average less than 100 carries? Some of those, just to name a few, are Damian Pierce, Zakadre White, uh, James Cook and Rashad, uh, excuse me, Rashad White comes in at just over 100 at 112. The next thing is going to be sort of that strength and explosiveness that we were talking about. So the average here, um, an average of 17 and a half bench reps, an average of a uh, 37 inch vert and an average of a 124 inch broad jump. Vert and broad jump show you explosiveness. So who are the guys that check all of those boxes or as many of those boxes? If there are six boxes to check, which would be career carries, yards per carry, carries per year. That would be our first three. And then our other three when it comes to athletic testing would be bench reps, vert, and broad. There's one player that checks five of those six categories, and it's Rashad White. Uh, A total of only 224 carries in his career, only 112 per year. So it's a little bit above the threshold, so he doesn't necessarily check that box. Average 6.3 yards per carry, 20 in the bench, 38 in the vert, 125 in the broad jump. So he checks five out of the six boxes. Not far behind him, though, is James Cook, who checks 
Each of the boxes when it comes to the wear and tear thresholds, only 230 career carries, 6.5 yards per carry, only 57.5 carries per year. That's a big one, but doesn't check the uh, bench uh, threshold because he didn't participate. Doesn't check the vert threshold, only comes in at 33 inches versus the average at 37, but surpasses or meets rather the broad jump threshold at 124 inches. So to me, that makes James Cook and Rashad White the two best possible fits for the New Orleans Saints at running back if they decide to reinvest in the position a bit after not investing since 2018 in the draft. Have to be ready for Mark Ingram to eventually move on. You've got Alvin Kamara, but is he going to be suspended for some point in the season? Who knows? If he is, then it's great to have a piece of you know a, a, another piece that you can mix in. If he isn't, then great. You have updated and upgraded that um, that running back room. And if you, you know, don't feel like Tony Jones Jr. is going to pan out, if you lose Mark Ingram to some injuries or whatever, you need some of these other guys. So if you like the guy that can get downfield and make some catches, James Cook can do that. Rashad White can line up in the slot as well as outside. You can split him out to get linebackers out of the box. There's a lot of different ways you can utilize these guys. They're more than just running backs. They are the modern day running back that fits what the New Orleans Saints are looking for almost to a T. So those are some names to watch out for at running back tomorrow. We're going to talk about a bunch of names because we're going to go through trends and tendencies, everything from conference to combine invites to senior bowl invites to draft tendencies when it comes to uh, Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland since 2015. So we have a ton of information for you in tomorrow's episode. Going to be a lot of fun. Might split that up into two episodes just to make sure that we talk through everything and get into some real detail here. It's going to be a blast going through that. So don't so make sure you don't miss uh, tomorrow's episode and uh, the rest of the week, honestly, here over at Locked on Saints. I appreciate you as always for making us your first listen of the day every day for your second listen. Make sure you go and check out that Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Eric Crocker, Ryan Tracy doing some phenomenal work over there, getting you ready for the biggest time of the year, the NFL drafts. Go and give them a listen or a watch today. And as always, y'all, for everything you need around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holler at you.